GM. Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. Da, how are you? I am very good. How are you this morning? Good, man. It's Monday morning. What a weekend. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, some stuff happened. It's, uh, you know. They tell me. They say stuff happened. I believe them. Things are happening. Oh, I forgot to put cream and sugar in my coffee. Ha <laughs> ha! Cream go- sugar you forgot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where was your head this morning? Uh, well, no, I just, I mean, I hit the go live button, then I rushed to go get myself another coffee. Ah. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, so we're, I guess mm-hmm. we're going, we're going black. There you go. There you go. Well, there's a little bit in there. I kind of topped it up, so whatever was left in there. We will survive. I will survive. GM, Lawson, Chipper, and Cambo, you missed the song. Roll it back. Yeah, you want to do another five-minute countdown? I like that Dexter PFP there. Dexter? Nice. Oh, yeah, Dexter. Good morning. I was thinking Dexter the serial killer, not Dexter's Laboratory. Really regretting those jalapeno poppers right now, I bet. Did you have those for breakfast? What's up, season three? What's up, Vinny? Crypto Link, Faded Native, Dex, Dexter again, Jiao. Yeah. Oh, man. Weekend. Weekend, weekend, weekend. I went outside for a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how the weather was there, but it was uh, pretty miserable here. It was very warm yesterday, and now it's very cold again today. It is. It's warmer today than it was yesterday. Oh really? No, that's weird. for the weather. That's so strange, dude. Yesterday it was uh, 16 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. 60 something. Yeah. And it's it's 32 today. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, just the the swings of the weather. Thought we were gonna have some spring, and now we're right back into freezing rain. Oh yeah, friggin' Canada. Eh? Oh jeez. Oh Jesus. Oh yeah. The weather out there is uh, frightful. Mm-hmm. Faux show. Look at all these DJs rolling in here. How was your weekend? Good? Just <coughs> hang out, some vibes, living in the metaverse. Living in the metaverse, indeed. I got to play World Wide Web 3 this week. That, that was your first time in it. Yes. Um, I had I had the right to go in as an orc or a breakfast sandwich, but I wasn't quite inspired. The breakfast sandwiches look really good in there, though. I have to say, shout I, out. I was going to ask, what do they do? They have bodies? Do they kind of just hop around? Like, they hop. It's so cute. That's actually pretty cool. I, I maybe I'll you. have to try that. Well, you have some. You could hop right in. So I do. I do. What's up, Doug? Just joined Alphaman. Welcome. Hi, Doug. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Doug. It was, uh, it was so good, I was inspired to shop for an apartment. I haven't bought it yet, um, but I am inspired to shop for an apartment. And where I live, I want to decorate it. I want to put up my, my fancies. All my fancies. 
Yeah, so you can you can decorate the apartment with your uh, JPEGs and stuff, right? I think there's about 300 items in the world you could buy right now. One of which, as an example, is a disco ball. And when you break out the disco ball, any character that goes within its shine dances, which is you know, fun. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to log in today, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mine yeah. the gold. Uh, you use that gold to buy things in the store. Oh, okay. Oh, so there's right. actually a game behind this? Yeah, it's it's basically a bunch of mini games within a metaverse. But these mini games contribute to how well you live, what you do there, how much gold you have, what you can do with that gold. I had no idea. I thought these were just apartments and like you could customize the apartments and invite other people into them and hang out. I didn't mm -hmm. actually know there was more to it than this. Um, I mean, I remember when these things were minting and everyone was like, oh, these are kind of kind of cool. This is going to be a yeah. thing. And then like, they just went absolutely nuts. Yeah, they have a working product. It's great. They do. They do. It's nice. Um, what other what other uh, what other NFTs can you use to get in there? So you said Ether Orcs, Breakfast Sandwich, Lemons. Now, obviously, there's a ton of collections, and ten new ones got entered yesterday. So I don't know specifically what they are. Um, there are quite a few collections where they don't have characters. Like they didn't make characters for the game. It just puts your avatar on like a little rocket ship drone okay. thing that floats around the world doesn't feel as cool but kaijus are allowed to you know use it that way yeah because i see i've seen I, is kongs are in there board yep. apes kongs board apes are in there the board apes look scary i have to admit yeah how did they end up pixelizing those like is it or do they just look like they normally do they look like they normally do these are these are not uh these are not metaverse appealing characters right interesting cool yeah it'd be exciting when the uh when when uh, some actual like maybe voice chat in there happens too yeah so you could type right now but voice chat is uh not a feature um there's quite a few awesome things that they could add on i'm sure they'll be upgrading soon yeah do like just like a little text bubble pops up over yep. over you when you text mm -hmm. Oh man, I am. We have come full circle. This is like bringing me back to. Uh, I mean, Chipper said Club Penguin. I never played that, but I know it's similar. Um, yeah. Some of those original MMO games. Yep. See if anybody even knows what Ultima Online is. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Cool, man. Ah, uh, you want to do the uh, the old drum roll? But it up. GM DJs and welcome back. It is Monday morning, March the 7th, and this is the AM show hosted live on YouTube and Twitch. I am R2 DJ, and of course, with me every single weekday morning is Free Market Capitalist. Hey now. Hey now. Yes, we are firmly in the uh in the in the grasp of a bear market although there are it, it does seem to be some sparks here and there i don't know if this is just the uh the dying light as people try and make things happen or you know if we're uh we're on the uh the horizon of a turnaround but for the most part volume is getting pretty dry in in the nft landscape 
but this weekend wasn't devoid of uh, of any cooks or or any runs. There was definitely a couple projects that ended up doing really well. As I think, you know, people's attention is still on NFTs. It's just maybe the the money isn't being deployed or or entering the ecosystem as much. I don't know if you kind of agree with that, but uh, I mean, there's there's still an abundance of things to do and to talk about. Yeah, there's volume is dead right now, but there's a bunch of ETH on the sidelines waiting for good things. When volume dies, people are a lot less willing to mint anything, but they're always willing to mint something. It's just that something has to be good. And that's what's going on right now. And good projects, as we learn, are far and few between. So it seems like there is a a drought, a bear market, a slow period. Uh, Ha ha ha. That is not what this is. But (laughs) keep saying it. Keep thinking things are going to zero. Keep panic selling the bottom. See how it works out. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, the the scarcity right now is in the quality, not in the stable. Stable. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, crypto is uh, crypto is doing its thing, too. But um but yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen some projects mint out. Losers Club went down. Uh, Chain Scouts went down. Um, Raid Party launched this weekend and uh, and and did some stuff. Kind of had an up and then a down. But you know what? I mean, it's it, people are trying to find their way. But you're right. It is just it's the shit that is uh, getting thrown by the wayside. And uh, you know, as everyone tries to 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 figure it out. Looking at the crypto market this morning, yeah, we definitely had a little bit of a leg down this weekend. Uh, ETH is touching about 2,500 last time I checked. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, above 2,600 right now. So kind of um, a huge leg up as markets, traditional markets had a flush last night. I'm not sure exactly what crypto is going to do here, but I will tell you right now that markets are set up to make people look silly. At least on the S&P 500, there was quite the bear trap last night as people tried to panic sell uh, S&P futures only to have commodities, which have been the story of the last two weeks, start to reverse and go negative. And given that much of the ire related to risk assets right now is the idea of inflation, the idea of rising gas prices, rising commodity prices, uh, Russia moving into the Ukraine, causing an even amplified effect of those things. Well, commodity prices are starting to go down. Um, Risk assets have priced in most of what could happen, given some, with, with the exception of some black swans and some outliers. Now, what that means for NFTs, remember, NFTs are alts. So if spot goes first, alts always go second. So, you know, we're going to see a rally right now to 35, 3,800. Yeah, Yeah, NFTs are going to stay sideways or down. Um, But NFTs are risk assets. ETH is a risk asset. And stocks are a risk asset. And if the first two start going, then NFTs will eventually follow. It is only a temporary effect that they go down when ETH goes up, as people often cite. Yeah. And do you think that this is uh, mostly still playing into the macro setting that we have? I mean, it's pretty hard to ignore what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Or has has most of that kind of been been priced in and flushed out until we hear some more news regarding it? Everything you know about is priced in. Everything that you know about and most of the things that could happen going forward are priced in 
with the exception of a black swan event, which nobody wants, we're obviously watching for, I fade the idea of that. It just doesn't happen often enough. It happens once every 10 years, once every 20 years. So I, it's not something to, to worry about in that respect. Um, Things have set up very nice technically, at least on the S&P 500 right now. We have to keep a, a, an eye out and we adjust to reality. We obviously never know and anything could happen and nothing is 100%. It looks pretty bullish out there, I have to say. Yeah. And even in NFTs, I mean, over the weekend, people were buying. People were looking for things to buy. Uh, on the secondary, I'm not even thinking about the things that minted, though there were a few good mints uh, over the weekend as well. Though nothing seems to be holding its pump post uh, post hype. Yeah, I've been looking at uh, certain projects too, and it does really feel like the floors are starting to firm up uh, quite a bit on on some of these projects that you know seemed no either down and out or like they were getting pretty hard. Um, you know, you you watch the floors, and um, all of a sudden, anybody that starts to list below that floor is quickly scooped up by uh, a lot of times even some really big names, right? And you watch those whale watching charts, you or trackers, um, and you look for you know the pranksies of the world. And and I mean, they're accumulating right now. They're taking big positions in certain projects as you know that that floor continues to depress. And as you said, people are kind of panic selling. Um, thinking that we're in for a world of hurt. And a lot of times when that happens, the rebound is very, very quick and very, very sharp. And people get just absolutely left in the dust. Um, that's kind of what I've been seeing. I mean, I haven't been deploying all of my my capital right now, but you know, I've definitely been picking up a few JPEGs here and there and, uh, and, and just keeping my eye on things. We uh, like oh. the JPEGs. What do we think about Azuki? It's worth 10 ETH. That's what I think about is <laughs> no, they had their uh, boba or bobu, bosu. Yeah, bobu, uh, the fractionalization, bobu, the bean farmer um, <laughs> went live. The funniest part to me was that they were touting it as like, this is so revolutionary. Yeah. I was like, what are you even talking about? I mean, I'm not against the move. Good. Like, you know, whatever. It's an extremely popular and expensive collection fractionalize uh, companionize do whatever you want to do i'm not against that i just didn't see how revolutionary it was i also thought it was interesting that they public sale 20,000 gave 20,000 to the team but did not airdrop any to azuki holders i mean yeah just um, i'm holding a $26,000 jpeg uh, give, give me a little uh, a little gratis give me a little yeah, there there was definitely some weird things. I mean, I know they're framing it as a uh, like a, an experiment and, um, you know, in governance and whatnot. As far as I could tell, even the fractionalization isn't ownership over it. It's just like the 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 right to decide what happens with this uh, this Azuki character as they I don't know if it's licensing. I, I'm. I, I, I looked into it on a very surface level thing and I thought, like, again, this is just a. Uh, an interesting thing to do, but going back to that idea that it's revolutionary. Yeah, I com completely agree. Uh, nothing we haven't seen before and uh, we won't see again. So Wolfgame um, is revolutionary too. Wolfgame. <laughs> Wolfgame changed uh, the world. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Did we ever find out who the shepherd was? Uh, nope. I'm, I'm sure we all have our theories though. I mean, people were paying $7 million for a wolf. 
because they found out who the shepherd was. So. Seven, what do you mean seven million dollars for the wolf? Whatever. I don't. Oh, know. oh, oh! I, th- I thought you meant. I thought you meant there was million dollars on wolves uh, because the shepherd was, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk's love child from a different planet or something. Yeah, no, this is not some yeah big celebrity or or personality behind the scenes making a project called Wolf Game. Someone needs to do that mashup. I know you guys are good with the Photoshop. Do Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg put their faces together? I want to see what that looks like. Yeah, I don't know if I have the talent to do that, but uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, yeah, so uh, just a couple quick news pieces. Uh, Flower Girls is continuing to... uh, um, add on to its uh, list of not only holders, but also its its collaborations. Dolphin Entertainment to produce TV shows, games, music with Flower Girls, Ethereum, NFT. Uh, I guess the biggest thing about Flower Girls is the, the list of the holders, as I kind of just mentioned. Gwyneth Paltrow, Eva Longoria, Gary Vee, Snoop Dogg, Brie Larson. Um, that list is, is pretty long, pretty extensive. It's holding a 0.56 floor right now and it's actually fared pretty well through this bear market and it did get up to a one ETH floor very very briefly there a couple weeks ago but um these are under one ETH these are under one ETH yeah um well I mean with the list of people people involved in it yeah I mean that might be might be low I did I don't know why I thought it was like with world of women no no but I mean they did have a pretty good run just before the the volume kind of dropped off on OpenSea um, and there were a lot of like it, it had kind of stayed around uh, a very low floor price. Like it had an initial mm-hmm. pump on Gary V talking the shit out of it. It came down. It was like just over mint price for a while. It, it kind of yeah. hung around there. Then some big names started to go in and it had a pretty good run up towards one ETH and then and pulled back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, Dolphin Dolphin is um, a production company that's mostly specific around like children's programming, uh, particularly Nickelodeon shows. So, um, I mean, at least something to watch. I wouldn't personally be entering this at, you know, 0.56, 0.6 ETH, um, mainly because I've already exited my position in that. And, you know, I'm kind of just looking forward on it, but yeah, I continue to see it everywhere, honestly. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's, yeah, it might be something to watch out for personally. Um, Polygon lead, Brian Trunzo, metaverse lead, anything that can become an NFT will become an NFT. Retailers like Nike and Walmart have been prepping a move into the metaverse. That's just the beginning, says Brian Trunzo of Polygon Studios. Um, Brian is looking at the $2 trillion fashion economy and thinking that the metaverse economy of uh, with in regards to fashion will dwarf that. Uh, I mean, we're already seeing hints of it, right? We saw Nike and Artifact. We saw Adidas. We've seen Puma move into the space. Um, we've seen, uh, oh my God, it was Gucci that did this. No, um, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton did a, a metaverse store. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and we are moving towards that direction. I would also include fashion and clothing in all of like the. Um, Things like like the Fortnite skins and the Counter Strike skins, or something, as we kind of transition into a full interoperable metaverse, including into that too. And those are already huge markets in and of themselves. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I would agree with that, and I think that. Um, well, I even saw dots over the weekend asking who makes virtual clothes besides Artifact, um, and this is going to be huge. I mean. 
our NFTs are our clothes in the metaverse. We even when we see in spaces how people switch their NFT to whatever spaces they're in. Um, this idea of fashion is already pervasive. And he's right. I mean, anything that can be an NFT is going to be an NFT. And what we see them as, what we understand as an NFT is going to look so different in three years. We're limited by our technology. We're limited by where we are on the timeline. Um, all these things are going to come to fruition. And I think the idea is that NFT, you shouldn't know an NFT is an NFT. In the future, you won't. It's You're not going to look at something and say, that is an NFT. An NFT is going to be the technology behind the digital provenance that you take for granted. So right now, we look at things. We go, that is a NFT because still so much is not built on the idea of a non-fungible token. One day, everything. Anything where we need to prove it will be built on the idea of a non-fungible token. All the limitations we could think of right now will be solved by technology. I know it's not some seamless integration. I know it doesn't solve everything, but <clears throat> that is why I agree with exactly what the Polygon head said here. He's on. Point. Yeah. And I actually want to go back to a point that you've made um, a bunch of times, too, is that, you know, these existing entities moving into the space, um, you know, they'll be able to integrate NFTs into what they do. And like you said, they you, you won't even necessarily know it's an NFT. Like if Epic Games were to take Fortnite and put it on the blockchain um, and have all of these items that you've accumulated over time become NFTs and be tradable and be, uh, you know, sellable and stuff like that in that marketplace, in that integration, um, NFTs would be powering the entire thing. Obviously, that's what they're for. But, you know, it wouldn't be in your face. You're an NFT trader. You're trading NFTs. No, you just have these digital assets. And now you have verifiable ownership over it. And I, I love that point because you're right. In three years or in 10 years, like the term NFT will obviously still apply because everything will be NFTs. But it will be more just accepted that it is the uh, the digital version of ownership, much like you have stuff in your actual house. Like you don't, you know, you, you look at the stuff that you have all over. That's my TV. I don't think like that's an asset that, you know, you know what I mean? Like it'll just, it, you'll, you'll start to take for granted the underlying technology, much like just connecting to the internet these days. It's like the SSL security thing on your computer. It just makes it secure on the back end. You don't know how it works whatever. It's fine. That's exactly it. We are going to, this technology will underpin things like video games, but they're not going to tell you it's an NFT. Right now, they tell you it's an NFT mainly because it's great marketing. NFT is a buzzword. Being an NFT can get something sold whether it's good or not. That's the whole point. In the future, products will just sell on whether they're actually good or not, kind of like how it happens today. But because of the part of the cycle we're in, if you just attach the word NFT to something, you can likely sell it out. So this will be different very soon. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty fun stuff to actually look forward to when you take a, you know, you take a stance where we are right now and just kind of try and see out into the future of, you know, the three, the five, the 10 year, the 20 well, year, like it, it know, becomes obviously harder and harder to, to predict, but you know, the opportunities become wider and wider as well. And it depends on where you see yourself, right? Because in order to be relevant as that happens, you're going to have to adapt to what you do if you're going to want to stay 
relevant, right? I mean, you even see it now, how different a market this is than the summer. And who knows how different a market it's going to be in six months. We don't know how, but we know it's going to be different. And that is going to be even more so going forward. So it's, you know, you if people who do not, I mean, even now you could see bots, they don't have the same efficacy anymore. These, the, the same tactics, the ones that are using easy ARB aren't there anymore. So you're going to have to adjust how you approach the market. And whatever that adjustment is, is going to be obsolete in six months. And we're going to have to adjust again and again. So, yeah, I mean, oh, sorry. Yeah, to wrap the to wrap this episode, (laughs) um, this article up, I would say the only thing about this article is that obviously the person saying it is uh, has some massive skin in the game. And you would hope that, you know, somebody that is uh, leading uh, the Polygon metaverse play is is feeling bullish like that, Um, you know, but I'm going to be looking for some other big name forward thinkers to be to be jumping on this train that have less of a skin in the game and more of an outside observation. Um, but I do think that this will be a narrative that continues to play uh, really big in the future. 100. Haunted. Um, another article that just popped up here, all of the major NFT projects being turned into movies. I clicked this article thinking that there was going to be a gigantic list of them, but this was maybe just uh, some weekend boredom. But uh, yeah, World of Women obviously signed on with Gaio Siri, which, you know, uh, hugely successful uh, agent and representative of, um, you know, traditional world stuff. Also now Bored Apes and World of Women. Uh, you know, we're looking forward to um, Reese Witherspoon really kind of taking in and running um, with the World of Women brand as well. But a couple other ones that I didn't realize. Aku, have you ever heard of this one? This is from April of 2021. And I know uh, you were around at that time, but I didn't know if that was something that popped up to you. What is it? I don't know. It's called Mika Johnson's Aku. It's a black boy who dreams of being an astronaut. The first original NFT character optioned for film and TV projects in April 2021, just two months after the first Aku NFT dropped. I just didn't know if that was a name. I was not aware of it, no. Yeah, no, I just I saw that come up and I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then I saw the date that it came out. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But uh, clearly some licensing um, entities liked the uh the concept of it uh huxley is one that i see mentioned a whole lot too and i don't know if you've had a chance to look into this i did a very deep dive or not sorry i didn't do a very deep dive i did a very like surface level dive but i've seen people mention it in the dgen dojo um the huxley comics and then i've seen people mention it in the chat as well uh last week i believe or or late the week before they put out a really um a quite a good um trailer it's a very post-apocalyptic, you know, future space kind of uh, setting, and you know they're they're working towards physical comics. Um, the NFT has done pretty well. So, and, like, you uh, read these things, like the, the the NFT you buy is a comic book. Yeah. So the Huxley comics are um, a comic book that you could buy on there. It gives you the option to download it. Um, there was one time usages for each of the NFTs as well, um, which like you can only read it once. No, no, no. Like there was like a Genesis block thing where you got something special for being the first one to redeem it. Kind of like uh, cool pets with uh, with cool cats, right? Like Mm -hmm. each cool cat came with one. Um, but yeah, they're they're producing physical comics and uh, and and I guess looking forward to a movie too. Marvel producer Arad to turn Huxley Ethereum 
NFT comics into film. And I got to just say, just like looking through the quality of the uh, the trailer that they put out, it was actually quite impressive. This is definitely stuff that's uh, up my alley and I'm going to be keeping a closer eye on in the future because it definitely slipped under under mm-hmm. my radar. But yeah, I mean, Huxley might be uh, a good long-term play if they can continue to you know, build a, 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 a giant kind of universe and story around mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then obviously it just goes on to be like, well, maybe MeBits and CryptoPunks. I cannot imagine um, a movie about MeBits. CryptoPunks maybe, but uh, <laughs> MeBits have never really done anything for me. I don't know about you. No, they haven't. I expect Bored Apes to be the first NFT to make it into a movie. Yeah, you think you think movie or a TV show or yeah, I I mean whatever something out of Hollywood commercial yeah. movie TV show it all plays. I think Board Apes definitely win that whenever it happens. Yeah, I mean I don't I, I I don't think I could see like actual crypto punks like the style translating well into like a TV show or a movie. Like you know you'd have to watch the entire thing pixelated and and then maybe if you don't or it's live action it kind of loses some of the charm of the facts that it is pixel art but well i think all those things are just about the writing i don't think i think i would watch it i would watch any movie or tv show with nfts if the writing was good but if it's just for putting the images on the screen it's not not worth my time but i think that they're going to be very smart in how they approach this yeah, for sure. And then, uh, and then, yeah, so that's about it for the, uh, the news today. Um, moving on to some of the stuff that happened over the weekend, loser club minted out the, uh, the pre-sale mint went a little bit slow, but it was a 24 hour process. Um, I, I don't know. I personally sometimes think that that's too long, but I get it. They're making it fair and, uh, and equitable to everybody that managed to get onto that list. So, uh, regardless of all of that, it went down, it minted out the public sale, whatever was left over for it was botted. Um, and I mean, like we're talking seconds for the rest of it to be minted out. The uh, floor of it is sitting at last I checked 0.16. So from a 0.08 mint price, not too bad, a nice little two X. Um, but again, one of those things that I see a lot of people buying, minting and flipping. Uh, I also see a lot of, uh, a lot of bigger names actually start to load up on this and, and start to take a pretty big position in it. Um, I minted and bought a couple off secondary. I'm going to hold them at least through reveal and see what happens. But, you know, I, I was digging the art style. I think it's unique. I think um, Jay Vaughn has a really interesting story. You know, obviously the whole... Um, a whole fishy fam ordeal was was big enough, but you know he seems to be a personality. He's very out there. He's uh, you know really he's showing a lot of pride and passion for this project that he has, you know, delivered on. And you know, as as we kind of move forward in this space, you know, one of the big things that people are looking for is kind of the artist also being the the founder and uh, you know taking a big part in the success of the entire brand. So that's one of the reasons why I think that this uh, this could be something. I have no idea how, you know, the market responds to this post reveal. We've seen some ups and some downs with uh, some of the other projects, Wonder Pals, Star Catchers, um, Invisible Friends, like all of that stuff that kind of went down last week. But uh, but yeah, what do you what are you thinking about Loser Club? Well, you know, it's everything is suffering from the macro backdrop right now. So I think that these post mint pumps are having a hard time holding. Uh, this is fabulous art from a real artist who's, you know, he's more than just an art, like 
the guy who draws. He is a personality. He is uh, really, really good at speaking. Um, he's a rapper. He draws on Twitch. The guy, the guy checks all the boxes. He's put out a fabulous project here. It was botted really hard on the public, sold out instantly, and those bots did dump pretty hard on the floor. It ended up getting down to 0.13 at one point. But all that supply was sopped up. Um, they were very... Uh, th- I saw a lot of people aping into a lot of them. I know the reveal is today. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, shout out to the whole team over there. Uh, really, I, again... Things are going to suffer from the macro backdrop right now. But as far as a long-term play, uh, the team here is on point. The roadmap is the artist. And in that respect, you couldn't have a better roadmap. So, Yeah, I look, I look at through the uh, the team, too. Definitely re- recognize Kylie D. Jenner as a, uh, you know, a very in the web three in present prominent person. Uh, Lopez, I don't know if that name rings a bell to some people, but he does a lot of medium articles for some of these P2E games and staking articles. He's actually a great writer and a great communicator. And, you know, as somebody that's a co-founder on this team, um, somebody that just I saw and thought like, it's not, it's not a bad thing. That's for sure. But of course the, the star of the show is Javon. And as you said, like, you know, he's well-spoken, he's a rapper, he's doing all of this stuff. He's, he's willing to put himself out there and be the face of the project. And I think honestly, that's kind of what the doctor ordered for, for some of these projects when you're, you, you're minting them is just knowing that there's a real person there that's going to try and kind of carry this thing over the threshold too. like, I kind of always go back to, um, Danny from uh, uh, um, Cool Man's Universe, Cool Man Coffee Dan, um, and and how you know he has so much agency and control over that project. He is the one that is designing everything there um, and and putting it out in the in the forefront. So uh, I think projects like these, while maybe right now, as you mentioned, the ma- macro backdrop isn't doing it any favors. Definitely not terrible to to. Um, to buy and hold at least for you know some some medium or longer term plays this is you know might not moon overnight reveals uh tend to you know have the the rares and whatnot baked into the price so you typically see a little bit of a depression but that's kind of been in flux too um but yeah i mean i i don't uh the right people are buying these and the right people are a part of them so you know i've been excited about them i actually bought mine off the secondary for higher than this and i uh i'm not feeling too worried about it either Indeed, looking forward to that reveal. Can't wait to see the traits. Because... Do you know what time? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Do you know what time the reveal's at? I don't, but I know that they have some uh, weed traits, which I am pro. <laughs> Very up on. Um, yeah. Another thing that kind of we talked about on Friday was cyber brokers that was going down. Um, man, this thing has uh, has cooked over the weekend, although fallen a little bit i think the floor was up to almost 2.5 eth there were definitely some gigantic sales on there um again i i don't know if this was just boredom but the the artist is well known and i think that that was part of the play uh but yeah 60 eth 50 eth, 50 eth, 44 eth a bunch of them over 40 eth, and then you know another solid handful over 20 these things were moving and the uh the sale is not over yet the pre um the uh, the last of them, I think there's about 1,400 of them left, are going down today, and that is happening at um, 
or was that yesterday? I don't know. There was supposed to be the waitlist mint was going down for the the final supply of them. It doesn't look like all the supplies on OpenSea. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, people are taking their their money and going with it. So you know, I saw a lot of people calling these the next Azuki. You know, thinking they're going to go to to ten ETH or higher. I I don't even really know like what that means to be honest with you. This is a, a tall order, especially with the the way that the volume has uh, gone by the wayside. But again, I, I mean, they've done incredible. Yes, I noticed all the Howlers PFPs changed to these, so it's the hot <laughs> mint of the, the week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, there seems to be some other stuff going uh, going under the uh, the surface of them. There's some traits mm-hmm. and some classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's a, a game planned about it, but uh, yeah, something to at least keep a I'm lookout. Sure it would be very, very successful. And then uh, yesterday, Chain Scouts actually finally went down. A lot of people were looking forward to that one. Um, I I think you actually, you know, you minted them and bought some off the secondary. Saw a lot of people in the DGen Dojo talking about Chain Scouts. Um, Not doing super well on the secondary, but again, I see a lot of people buying and not a lot of people selling. Um, It is actually sitting below mint price or just around mint price right now. I can't remember exactly. I think it was 0.06 was the mint price on there. But... um, I mean, it's doing its thing. It's got some volume traded. The staking is live. You earn some tokens on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, uh, wasn't looking to flip these. I have mine staked and and there they are. Well, I think this is about phase two as there's really nothing to do right now. You staked your monkeys, but we don't know what we're going to do with that token. Like we know they've told us the first thing we're going to do is mint a special pass, which is going to be like the pass to their metaverse. We know they're buying NFT worlds land and such, but you know, I think until we have something to do with this token or with these monkeys, uh, this is going to be in a holding pattern at best and maybe go to zero at worst. Uh, I love the art. And Lucas turned us on to this game and he is my P2E guru. So I believe in anything he does. Uh, I aped and I like the art. I like the concept. I am uh, holding happily and I may even buy more today. Uh, it. It has the it has the zhuzh, the vuv, the something. So I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like there's like a good surface level of of easy to to get into, but there's a lot of depth. There's like eight different classes. They all do different things. There's different utility behind them. And like you said, this is all about phase two. Phase one was getting them out into the public, minting it out, and then uh, and getting the staking going. It doesn't seem like from what I've uh, I've dug up that phase two is terribly far away, but that does seem to be the start of whatever game is underlying this. And uh, and yeah, I mean. In regards to the price, sure, a little bit lower, but you know, it went down to about 0.04. It got caught, it got picked up. The staking is slowly picking up. I think it's about 25% stake now. And if you know th- that continues to increase, the supply gets shocked and the value does uh, it does tend to be the recipient of good things from it. Again, we're in an awkward market right now where people are bored trying to find good projects and maybe some eyes start to get on this. It does, you know, games are, are something that require participants. So you do, do need to get a certain level of participation in this for this to stay relevant. But I got to believe that this is either something that's going to go to zero or a lot higher, right? Like I don't, I, I don't, I just don't think that we're going to stay in this price range for too long. And uh, my personal feeling is that it's going to go higher, obviously. 
Yes, we like the monkeys. So there's different classes here. And I was focusing at least myself on trying to get one of each class. Um, the only one I didn't get one of is a net runner. We don't know how these okay. play into the game, but they are the rarest. I mean, they're sitting at a 0.3 floor right now. It's not crazy. Um, I'm also hearing that Ronins are going to play an important role early on. But again, we don't exactly know how the first phase of this game works with the exception of we'll be minting a meta pass, a, a metaverse pass, which again, will be your right to future mints, your key to this entire world. They're building all that kind of stuff and ships. Okay. So you're good. Your monkeys uh, are going to go on a ship and go out into space and mine stuff. So you got to get your ship and your crew in order. So I know that's the next thing coming. Um, waiting for announcements on the team on timing and and all that good stuff. All my monkeys are staked and earning the Bananite, which I love that name, Bananite. Very cool. Um, but yeah, waiting pattern. We want we got to see what's next with the with the chain scouts. I'm just you know screw it. I'm all in. I, I like I like these monkeys. I like the phase three redacted. People people love that redacted. Shout <laughs> out Kaiju King. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was also some some uh, NFT worlds hints too that they're going to be developing um, some of the games and whatnot in NFT worlds, which has obviously been a hot commodity lately too, and never a bad thing to see pop up as people you know look to participate in that. But yeah, Bananite is being earned right now if you're staking them, and uh, and yeah, I managed to get mostly scouts. Uh, I did and uh, get one Ronin and one Miner. Um, but you know, I, I, I guess I woke up this morning and people were going crazy for Ronins too. So, um, you know, while these might have different varying levels of, of rarity in terms of the percentages, you know, they're going to have important utility and, you know, options are always good when you're developing a game and in a metaverse play, because it gives you a lot of chance to, to do balancing and create different aspects for each of them. And, you know, that creates a different participation um, for different players who have, you know, more scouts or more mercenaries or somebody that, you know, went hard on trying to pick up enchanters if somebody listed those for a low price. So I think there's lots of cool stuff and i think the most important thing is that you know in this market people are talking about it and i have seen a bunch of people talking about it and a bunch of people excited about it so um less focused on price and more focused on whether this team can execute and uh you know what their next steps are and what the timeline is going to be but i think it's going to be fun to watch and uh and participate in and really the most important thing here is these will look so much better in a pfp bubble than the small brains i mean oh my god Thank God we'll be starting to see these instead of uh, the smalls. Couldn't look at those anymore. Yeah, they have the uh, the teaser, as somebody pointed out on their mm-hmm. um, their Twitter too. Which looked- worlds. Yeah, it's looking great. That takes a long time to build that stuff. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I can't get into teasers. I guess yeah. I, we all know what it's a good teaser. <laughs> I, I believe in this project based on talking to the team, being in that. De- I'll mention some other things here. Uh, one, they are very focused on their alpha room. They have a professional alpha caller in there. It's very organized. It's already one of the uh, good alpha rooms in NFTs. And they have their own private node. So they have their own RPC. If you are a chain scout holder, you may link to their private node, which means 
no gas fees if your transaction fails, which means uh, faster transaction uh, clearings on public sales and uh, all the good stuff that a private node offers you. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it really does feel like all of the right things are happening with this project. And I agree with you. Sometimes these teaser videos are uh, are you know not worth their weight in gold. We saw we saw that with uh with Pixelmon, uh the teasers and the videos and all of that look absolutely top tier. And then we all know what came out of that project. So, you know, a great grain of salt is important for sure. We like the salt. We like <laughs> the salt. Salt, yeah, a little bit of salt's good. Brings out the flavor. Um, raid party, we mentioned too. We were talking about that a lot in the pre-show. Um, the game is finally launched. Um, one of the big effects that happened with the launch of the game that I, I mean, maybe some people saw coming. I'm kind of kicking myself for not. Was uh, the fighters just taking an absolute run towards you know one ETH and above um, in hindsight kind of making sense honestly because the heroes are the gateway into the game you have to have a hero to kind of command and lead your party but heroes have between four and six slots uh, to build your party out and those slots are of course for fighters um, people start playing the game and oh my god fighters become in demand well, the other thing, too, is to upgrade your fighters, you can either yield or earn 25 confetti and burn it on on the fighter to give them a pretty substantial upgrade. Or you can burn another fighter um, to apply it to them, too. There's a 10% chance of failing. So obviously, it creates a little bit of a dilemma when you're talking about a you know, $1,500, $3,000 JPEG and you're, you're taking a slight chance that it is. But the benefit is there. The mathematics work out that you, know, you get about a two and a half times a boost to the fighter that is, it is being applied to. And for a 10% fail... Um, that is that is a good risk reward, but again, there is a risk involved in it. But fighters absolutely took off as people, you know, either started burning them or, um, you know, trying to build out their entire ecosystem. Um, fighters actually did even flip heroes for a little bit. Uh, the the team is continually working on this game, so they did announce that heroes are going to have a little bit more utility. They're going to be building in some damage to heroes as well, so that you can play the game without any fighters, albeit pretty slow. But first reactions seem to be mixed everybody is saying it's going really slow it's not really that fun personally I, I think that i would rather it you know take a little time to build up rather than just be like bam boom tons of tokens inflation blah 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 get in get out and then you know on to the next one that seems to be like what whale game did um wolf game did that a bit too although that has kind of come back around in in recent days but you know i i'm i'm playing this i'm looking forward to it i think there's some opportunity for collaboration they are working on guilds uh, i think the big big black mark on this right now is that we are still waiting for those other fighters to be airdropped or claimed um in regards to the auction that they had, if you bid over 1.5 ETH on that auction and lost, you were entitled to one free fighter as well. That was supposed to be out for the release of the game, um, but it was not. So there is looking like there's going to, you know, still going to be a big influx of supply on fighters. Now, whether people stake them and play with them, burn them, or just list them and try and get some free ETH, have no idea, uh, but that is still to come. I know you minted and uh, and and staked some of your raid party, um, your your hero and your fighters. How uh, how have you been enjoying it so far? I love it. I have my four fighters fighting the satyr right now, 
which is a furry, furry, scary monster. I've earned almost 15 confetti in a couple days. Um, I love the UI. I like the game theory here. So uh, I'm enjoying playing it. I definitely uh, bought another fighter to fill up my fighter's capacity. Looking forward to the airdropped one. I will be immediately burning my lowest damage modified fighter and minting, uh, or excuse me, and enhancing uh, my highest one. And I will do that twice, and it will reduce me down to two. Uh, um, and then I will, after that, try to mint. In other words, build my confetti up to 100, because right now it's 100 to mint a new fighter. So then I'll start to add fighters back in. I also think they will flip everything on its head eventually, and heroes will become very valuable again. I think if you were taking a long-term view right now, you'd be buying heroes down here and have excess heroes because the moment they do flip those dynamics around again, I think heroes are going to moon pretty, pretty hard. So fighters were the play back before the game started as the dynamics were not understood by the market, it seemed, and there was a great price. Now, I think heroes, especially if you're looking out a few weeks uh, or a little longer, would be the play here. Um, I'm just loving this game. It's Again, it's, it's a little more risk protocol than game right now. I believe that's going to change as it develops. Uh, but still, I, I love the UI. I love the characters in it. I think a lot, I think something that got lost was how good the characters were, were just because it was a, a, a delayed launch and there was all this FUD around it and all that. I really like the characters. I like the UI. Um, definitely more risk protocol now than anything, but you know what? I always have it open on my computer and I just like looking at it. So yeah, same as, but I just, I just watch it and I like, I I know that like, I'm not watching that confetti number just like rack up super quickly. Um, but you know, it's been fun to see the different monsters that they put out there. You know, you're going to scale up, um, as we mentioned, 25 confetti to upgrade uh, a hero confetti actually went on quite the run once the liquidity pool, uh, was put up it has since cooled off i think i i think you know cooled off it's crashed cooled off <laughs> well i i mean you look at most of these these uh these charts on these projects they always start off with like these like big spikes up and i'm not even just talking about when that liquidity pool is just going nuts um but they they definitely pull back like zug was what was the peak of zug like when it was first released it was quite a bit wasn't it uh so, I mean, it's, it's, it is related to the price of the underlying asset. So when Zug, excuse me, when Ether Orcs were 0.4, Zug was 40 to 60 cents uh, on the regular. And when Ether Orcs started to become popular, it, it, uh, it went much higher. Now, originally, Zug was $4,000 per Zug. So it started out much higher. You would expect with these games that the token is going to be its highest in the beginning. Is it different here because of how they launched the delays uh, and everything surrounding it? Maybe. I certainly would have preferred the token to be higher here in the early stages of the game. This will, it will completely crash and kill the game if the token doesn't get off the mat. Um, we saw it with critters. And it's not that it will die or go away, but it will be a very long uh, sludge to get back to where it should be. 
if this is going to be a hot game. All the right people are playing it. Uh, top of the leaderboard right now is Andrew Wang, Pranksy, and Otto Suwin. Uh, they're all in the top 20 or top 30 players here. So it's obviously yeah, the right people, the right people playing right now. Um, certainly feels very bullish to me. I, I just like it. I have no other explanation besides that. I, I really enjoy the way it looks and it's fun earning confetti. I can't wait to burn my first fighter. Yeah, I just when I'm looking at this and I'm I'm trying to dig deep into it, there there seems to be a bunch of different options. You know, with Wolf Game, it was just claim and take your 20% cut and this and that, or your NFT gets stolen when you mint and stuff like that. Like there are, it's definitely some of those elements here. As you mentioned, there's a risk protocol element of it, but there definitely seems to be a bunch of different avenues too. Like you're not obligated to burn that fighter to, to, uh, to upgrade. And yeah, maybe the confetti earning is, is slow, especially if your DPS is low, but um, you can grind it out and upgrade, right? You can you can earn that confetti. Maybe it takes you a week. Maybe it takes you a couple of days. Uh, but you will see a big boost to your earning at that point. Your confetti will accumulate a little bit faster, and then you'll be able to do it again this time a little bit sooner. And I'm I'm okay. I'm comfortable with the idea that this is a little bit slower paced. But you know, you're looking in the UI. You see that there's going to be relics. You see there's going to be items. You see there's going to be guilds coming into play. Um, the the scaling to how deflation fighters and uh, confetti is should be at least a little bit encouraging because it does get very expensive to start doing these stuff right like you start to talk about diminishing returns if you want to be in that top tier of player you're you're really going to have to push the limits um it does become more riskier in the future to do so but yeah the confetti token was hanging around 95 to you know 120 dollars at some point overnight it did take quite the dump as i think some people were just like you know i've been waiting for this for a month maybe it's not what i thought maybe i just don't have the time to maybe i need some extra liquidity now's the time to sell and yeah it did go down substantially sitting at about 26 dollars right now but you know from a from a passive income regard even you know if you're earning four confetti a day five ten it's still not nothing i agree with you i would like to see this get off the mat again especially because we're talking such low numbers 26 dollars a token seems great a hundred dollars seems like you know a great number for a token but again you're not earning a shitload of these these aren't like giant numbers that are just flying in when you saw um with things like wolf game and the wool or um you know, whale game with their krill where you were earning tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of tokens. The scale is just a, a little bit different here. Yeah. I mean, it's not, and you know, this is, is largely because it's not even a functioning liquidity pool right now. Um, there's like no volume. Uh, there's no liquidity in it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Ideally, Pranksy is saving a lot of his confetti so he could put a million dollars into this uh, liquidity pool because that would be what worked for uh, Wizards and Dragons and Wolf Games. So, Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Wizards and Dragons was a great example of that, too. And I mean, Pranksy, he's pretty mindful of the fact that he's not rugging the liquidity pool when he just, um, you know, wants to be done with it, too. Right. So he's not the worst person in the world to be to be contributing large swaths of uh, liquidity to it. Right. <laughs> Um, Fleurlify is saying you need, you'll need to burn 20 fighters to get a hero. Uh, heroes will be the longer term play. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we were just talking about that. I think you brought that up first, but, um, 
yeah, for sure. To 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 be able to you know get to a hero and you know put more of them on the market or maybe even start a secondary team or something. Yeah, it's going to be very very expensive to get these going. It's hard to know where these are going to kind of meet in the middle. Is it going to be fighters will be worth a lot less? Is it going to be like heroes just go through the roof again? As we kind of talked about with Chain Scout, it definitely involves participation too. How many people are talking well, about it? Are people playing it? Are the right people playing it? And does that get people excited about trying to move into this space? But I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, heroes are at 0.7 right now. Um, and if you have the liquidity for that to be a play or you want to start a second wallet or even get into the game, now seems like a fantastic time to do it. Well, what they could easily do is change how many heroes you need for a party. Right. So yeah. at some point down the line, I would expect them to change the, the requirements for uh, for heroes to all of a sudden switch and turn that, va- you know, because right now, 20 fighters for one hero makes no sense. You can buy you can buy a hero off the market for a 20th of that price. You wouldn't you, it would make nobody out there is going to burn 20 fighters right now for a hero. They have to incentivize that at some point. The easiest way would be increasing how many heroes you need for fighters. And I'm sure there's other ways, too, because like R2 said, we don't know how the other items are going to factor into the game. You could see there's more slots for more stuff when you look at your uh, menu and backpack and all that type of stuff. So. Yeah, and and the other thing is like the the scaling to upgrade your uh your fighters and your heroes does increase too. So going from level one to level two is twenty five. Going to level two to level three is a substantial amount more, and so on and so forth. Right. So it does really start to kind of take off in that regard too. So eventually, that twenty burning twenty fighters to get a hero likely will be a proper play. It no, does, and that's it, the point. yeah. Yeah. They've already broadcast to you yep. exactly what's going to happen here. They're telling you that right. Just like before the game started, they were like telling you that fighters are going to be very valuable. And for some reason, people didn't figure it out or listen. They're right now telling you heroes are going to be very valuable. And we can speculate on how, but they're literally telling you like, hey, they're definitely going to be, you're going to need 20 of these things right now, now that you think are really valuable to make one. Hello. So, yeah, if you're taking a longer term view, I think uh, you apes of heroes here because that price, that one to one cannot last. I, I You know, it's it's going to change wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about the team. There's, you know, a bit, a lot of speculation. I could tell you from firsthand and from reading the white paper, this game was designed with a long-term approach in mind. It wasn't meant to just be like, boom, in your face, here you go, take it or leave it. It is what it is, right? Like this is building up. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not ready to call anything the next ether orcs. Ether orcs has a, a wonderful, uh, stranglehold on just the, the, that kind of OG and the pinnacle of success for P2E gaming. Um, And when I say P2E gaming, I mean like gaming. It's not just like putting it in, earn tokens, do something with the token, right? Um, So, you know, that remains to be seen. But between Chain Scouts and and Raid Party, I think we have a couple of good alternative options on the table at the very least again it all just goes back down to is the team going to drive this uh this this vehicle this ship to success execution that's what orcs do let's see if these other teams can do it as well yeah, I mean, not a bad time to uh, to segue into Etherworks. I know there's a um, was the, the last shaman has been minted now. The and last ogre, we ogre, sorry, ogre, yeah, ogres, the three thousandth ogre 
has been minted. Um, we will be getting rogues this week. Now, rogues are a um, the next ally in the series. Here, there are three thousand allies for each uh, for each kind. So, the rogues are an elite member of the Dark Elf Legions, hailing from the dark forests of Valkala. Their superhuman speed, agility. And inherited skills in runecraft have made them adept assassins, thieves, and scouts. So, where shamans craft potions and ogres craft training dummies, which raise your level. As you know, you need higher and higher levels to continue to raid the loot pools that have bone shards. Um, these will craft what are known as luck runes. Now, luck runes will have a few purposes, the largest utility of which is to increase your chances to bring back bone shards on a raid. So you will have your rogues craft these things, and then you will use them with the orcs you're going to raid with, and that will increase their ability for a great or superb outcome by 2% per stone, uh, with a maximum of three stones. So that is how the rogues utility will play into everything. They've also increased the need for training dummies because you must have very high, a very high level on your orcs to even access any of the loot pools, any of the loot pools that are worth your time uh, this phase. So new allies coming. Um, the other thing is... Just as we saw with the ogres and the lava rocks, which would allow you to turn an ogre into a lava monster or a lava ogre, whatever it was called, there are going to be special treasures that the rogues can pick up or that the orcs who are using luck runes can pick up on their travels, two of which are the fire crystal and the ice crystal. Now, if you collect 15 of these, over the course of you raiding in this next phase, you're going to be able to change one of your rogues into an elemental warrior. How many of these there are, we don't know. Um, I assume it's similar to the same number of lava rocks. Uh, you needed three lava rocks to make a lava ogre. You need 15 of these to make an elemental warrior. So I am assuming that that, uh, that math still holds here. That's the next phase. Really, really looking forward to it. Training dummies are super important early on. That's why you've seen, that's why you saw kind of a sweep there. You've also seen people using the vendor less as they are saving their training dummies because your rogues cannot do anything until level 85. They start at level 35, so that's 50, which means you need 12 to 13 training dummies just to get your orc there. Uh, so that it likes to get your rogue to a point where it could even do anything. Um, and you have to get your, uh, your raiding orcs, ogres, and shamans up to level 260 to do anything in the high EV loot pools here. So training dummies are going to be very in demand early. Um, rogues are going to be crafting these luck runes. That is the next phase of ether orcs. Super pumped. 
Yeah, one of the things that I love about Ether Orcs, and again, I, I have never played this game, but I love hearing about it and I love talking about it. And, you know, I love the, the excitement that it brings just because I, you know, traditionally I, I, I am a gamer. I always have been. Um, and seeing these things kind of evolve in real time on chain or, you know, um, on, I guess, on Polygon now and whatnot, which is, you know, still on chain. Um happen in the, in the excitement because here's the thing like i know that you are not you don't come from a gaming background you didn't grow up playing video games you know and that's perfectly okay but to hear oh, thank you what's that no you said it was perfectly okay <laughs> no no i mean to be like case i was uh... <laughs> what's wrong with you no but like you know to to hear you excited about this because it, it is marrying you know um, a concept that you love with a concept that's a little bit foreign to you. And, and obviously those things actually um, do very well together. Right. So, you know, you, you've been in NFTs for a long time. Um, you've always, you know, been forward thinking and forward looking in regards to what's going to happen with NFTs to see your excitement about uh, something like ether orcs and, you know, something like raid party is, is very encouraging too, because it really just kind of signifies the ability to, to pull people into it and want to participate in. And I think that's amazing. Um, Looking at ether orcs, you know, their roadmap management is actually really quite impeccable as well. Right. Um, you know, they're they're very good at communicating where they've come from, where they're going, active raids, one-on-one PvP coming up. Like that's all very exciting. Now people have the ability to kind of interact with each other in a player versus player setting. Um, and then, you know, dungeon crawls coming up, being able to party up and uh and battle monsters together and, and you know, some more interactive gameplay, right? So I mean, I just I think that you know, they have such a good track record on executing of every, everything that they've said that like, I just, I get excited talking about ether arcs because I really do just think they have the, uh, the, the, the chops to, to pull everything that they say off and they haven't made any absolutely ludicrous promises. You know, I think, you know, now that we are two at where we're minting rogues, it starts this week. We're going to be mages next after that. Now, I will say it seems like rogues are going to take a pretty long time. They've reduced the amount of bone shards you get in raids and increased the amount of time it takes to raid. So they've hit it from both ends where it seems like uh, rogues are going to mint out much slower than ogres. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe it will be the same amount of time given the current tokenomics or economics of the game. I don't know. Uh, but it seems that they will be much, much quicker. I am starting to look forward to the metaverse. I mean, even in their most recent white paper for um, for the rogues, they specifically have a paragraph that says rogues will be a prelude, a prelude to the next phases of the Ether Orcs metaverse that extend beyond allies. Right. So they have it that that line is by itself in its own paragraph basically saying that they're everything we're doing now is incorporating into the next phase the next phase is essentially underway even though you don't know what it is we know that it's going to be metaverse land airdrop to genesis orcs it's going to be a workable metaverse that they've built from the ground up not linking into somebody else's now i don't know if that means they would use something like nft worlds and build the world on top of it or whether they would actually build a ground up metaverse like their own world wide web 3 or their own dcl i'm not sure which is uh, a huge already, undertaking 
Yeah, it is. That's that's the only reason I was hesitant. Then at the same time, I mean, I asked them in the AMA. They were like, nope, we're building our own metaverse. I was like, oh, wow, very cool. Um, so I'm already starting to look forward to that now. I already feel like, you know, we're we're almost there. And that's very interesting to me because that will open up things like renting of orcs. That's going to open up tactile, you know, controller like movement for these orcs. I think that there's so much. Uh, here on the horizon, and it's starting to get visible. They're even starting to hint at it uh, in the white papers. So, yeah. yeah, on the roadmap, I think uh, realms is kind of where it's headed. Right, is what you're yep. talking about. Um, ownable plots with upgradable buildings, raw materials. Like this is this is becoming a big scope, right? And that's it's actually you know quite brilliant and quite smart and quite calculated how they started off because I mean it really was humble beginnings. It was a free mint. It was, uh, they weren't even taking royalties at first, were they? I can't they remember. Weren't. They had to change that in the beginning. Yeah. They were doing 0% royalties. Yeah. yeah. And, and kudos to the community too, because they were like, guys, like take some money here. We are really enjoying this. We want you to keep building it. Like get yours, get paid to do this. Right. That's a, mm-hmm. it's important. And I love, I actually love when a community can kind of rally behind that too. I always laugh when like mm-hmm. these projects have these huge, you know, grandiose vision and stuff like that. And then their discord, they're like, we want to leave it up to the community as to what royalties we're going to take. Here's your options. 2.5%, 5%, some like everybody just defaults to two and a half percent. Okay. That's great. If you're, you're trading and whatnot and yeah, fine. It seems reasonable, but you know, you want them to deliver on these plans. You got to have a long-term income source and you know, royalties are, you know, the, the way that the, the ball kind of keeps rolling. So, you know, it's one of the, one of the other reasons why I just, I love ether orcs and, uh, and what they're doing there. Um, for the win. James is asking, uh, you, or not asking, he says he's priced out on orcs and raid party going in hard on chain scouts, though. I mean, yeah, it's not uh, not a not a bad play. And um, again, if that team can deliver on on some of the concepts that they have, I mean, you might be might be looking pretty good. Um, other than that, I had just a couple of other small topics to kind of just touch on. Uh, Dower Darcells was uh, something that a bunch of people in the chat were brought, bringing up. They were kind of going down in the DGen Dojo too. People were looking at them. They did mint out. They're sitting at just under point two. That had a little bit of a run higher than that, point uh, one six right now. And uh, and yeah, and here they are. I mean, this is kind of what we were expecting and as, as saw, but kind of just wanted to do a quick recap on the fact that they are out there and they exist now. Um, we also saw Trovers go down. One of the uh, Dutch auction um, uh, victims, I guess we could say now, we were talking about it on the show there, loved everything about the project, but they were doing a Dutch auction starting at one ETH. It was going down pretty aggressively. Um, and then they were doing the allow list mint that was based on the final price of that. Well, it did fall all the way down to the point one mint price. And um, so the allow list was minting out at 0.07. It has since minted out and it actually did go on quite a bit of a run itself. It went uh, you know, from that point one price to 0.4, cooled off a little bit to 0.3. But, you know, again, my biggest thing about all of this is that I'm just I'm happy that the market kind of quietly rejected this Dutch auction. The project minted out. It minted out at the lowest tier. And I'm, I'm I, I, at the end of the day, I am fine with this. But I was, uh, you know, kudos to you, NFT market for uh, for finally getting there on some of these Dutch auctions that didn't need to be going down. It's going down. 
then finally um oh mavia mavia did you see the mavia land mavia land lying yeah, went absolutely crazy this weekend as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting a lot of uh, Clash of Clan uh, vibes from this project. But uh, yeah, it was up over one ETH very briefly there. Um, but one of the talks of the town, the volume's been fantastic on it. 1,500 ETH traded in there. And uh, and is a project that I think probably should be looking out for. It's the first AAA blockchain base builder game. Uh, command your army to victory. Build your base, grow your army, and earn ruby by conquering enemy bases throughout Mavia. Um, yeah, definitely getting a lot of Clash of Clan vibes. But you know what? I think uh, plays like that translate very well into this. You know, everything I see on this website looks pretty good. Again, we're talking about some sneak peeks here, so they still have to deliver on it and whatnot. But um, snack packs, snack packs. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know where this ends up going. If the uh, the timeline is going to be there to to kind of keep the momentum going, but definitely one to keep a lookout for. Indeed. Whitelist Mint for Troverse was 0.07. What a bargain. Yeah, I mean, that was great if you were on it. Um, and, and I mean, again, just going back to that, James, fortunately, the Dutch auction minted out at the lowest level. So I'm happy, happy for the people that were whitelisted for that because if you had to pay 0.7 for it, it might have been a bit of a tough pill to swallow. Um, I'm going to turn the music on. Free market, what's, uh, what's going on with you today? What do you got going on? NFTs. They're just great. doing some doing some JPEGs. Yes, doing the JPEGs, doing the JPEGs. Whiskers starting to heat up a little bit. Everyone's talking about Whiskers. That would be Rico's film is the creator, and it is um, it is starting to get popular. They, I hear people talking about it everywhere. There was a little controversy about the project. Um, he faced it and people seem to be speaking about the project now very popular everyone's talking about it It feels like it's coming up soon fat choice very excited for that project as well starting to heat up uh yeah there's a few things out there that i'm watching well what what went down with whiskers because i've seen people talking about it um i was in the discord i'm you know i'm gonna have to try and find a link there because i was like purging this weekend um all of the old you heard that discord Oh, no, I'm still in it. Good. No, I was worried that I did. But again, <laughs> the list is still long. You were about to yell at me. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that would have been uh, some wealth. You, uh, Yeah, there's a lot. No, I'm still of, in it. Uh, I, I just saw it. Okay, good. Yeah, a lot of heat around this project. People, people love it. Uh, it was just controversy about some tweets that the creator had put out uh, in his past that were not good. Uh, these were bad tweets. He should not have done them. So... Okay. Oh, so we so we're talking about uh, a history mm-hmm. um, brought back up, but seems to recover. He he handled it with uh, with grace. He just or? put out he put out a a thing about it, and uh, it seems to have recovered so far. It was they were not they were not nice. They weren't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I actually kind of missed all of that go down, but mm-hmm. um, to follow oh, follow them on on Discord. Yeah, I mean. Or uh, on Twitter, yeah, cool style there. I mean, the the art is um, yeah, we're we're talking similar 
to uh to like a cool cat style thing but uh pretty clean looks like they're having fun with it looks like they're building something there as well. yeah definitely it's all good if anyone wants to join us uh for the moon lounge the link is up in the uh, am show chat so we're gonna we're gonna hang out and and uh and vibe for you know maybe another 15 20 minutes alpha mint slept on crypto brokers and josie uh no we actually absolutely didn't didn't um Dower Darcel's rumored to be uh, rumored connection to Hype Beast. Does that mean possible cook? I don't know what the why. Why would Dower Darcel's and Hype Beast be together? They don't seem like a very Hype Beast. Wait, no, no, no. Well, well, Hype Beast, the actual magazine, right? Or whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like the the Instagram, the huge not Instagram Hate agent. Beast. Sometimes I get confused as to what people mean. Why not? Yeah, because it's. Uh, I, I heard that Dower Darcells was leading towards fashion or whatever, so it makes sense to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah, make that connection. Yeah, no. I, I again, like, I just, I think that these look good. I just, you know, I've been trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's there. Maybe a connection to Hype Beast is uh, is good. I mean, that's a huge there's, Instagram account, huge website. You know, there's a waifu project called Karudi that is um that's loading today. So. I mean, that's minting today, so that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, I'm curious to see how well it does. I've actually seen some people talking about it. And I always hate the idea of, oh, something's part of a meta, so it can't do well. Uh, if the project's good, I think it can do well, whether the quote-unquote meta is in style or not. So we will see. Yes, the title of the stream does say crypto brokers and not cyber brokers. That was obviously a typo. My bad. God. Um, Kaiju Cool. Do we get any news on? Uh, I guess Cool Pets is just kind of tabled indefinitely. Kind of been keeping cool an eye on that. Yes. yes. I mean, I gotta say, just like go back to that. Kind of surprised at how well it's um, it's kind of held its floor. To be honest with you, what are they still so point four right now? Yeah, 1.2, 1.3. I mean, I, I really thought that that was going to just have like a a really bad effect on where that went, but 1.25. Well, they so were I mean, three, I mean, but yeah, I know what you mean. Three. Oh, did it get that high? Sorry. I yeah. thought it was, yeah, uh, I thought it capped at about 2.4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, maybe a bit more of a slide than I thought it would, but yeah, I mean, I guess people are just taking a, a long-term bet on, on this, that it'll eventually happen. Yes. Which project is minting today? Uh, well, I don't think we mentioned any projects that we're minting today. Uh, the rest of Heroes of Mavia are uh, are, are minting. That's going to be a tough one to get into, but uh, there are some spots there. Actually, it went down at 10 a.m., so that, I guess, is now over. My apologies. Battlefly looks like it's still going down. Yes, a lot of people minted Battlefly. Shout out to Icon for getting those allow lists, Bob. His apologies. Yes, my apologies. FMC mentioned it like two minutes ago. Did you mention a project that was minting today? We were talking about... um, Whiskers. Uh, I don't think that's minting today, though. No, no whiskers minting today. 
Out of style, out of meta. Oh, the Karuti. The Karuti. Oh, it? sorry. K-A-R-U-T-I. Karuti. It is a waifu project. Anime oh. uh, ladies. Yes. Karuti. Still doing that, I guess. Rhymes with booty. Karuti. Lens of Karuti, yes, sir. Yep. Mm-hmm. There we go. I could pull that up. You think there's anything there with that one or just uh, just bringing it up? I don't know. I think they're a little... I don't know. They, they look good. A lot of people that I see like them, so never know. Never know. Oh, I mean, they have a style. Very bright. Too bright. White. Uh, routine. Lost my restream page. Yeah, going down in about nine hours. The mint details on that look like they're 0.06 ETH. 6,200 supply is available for the pre-sale going down at 8 p.m. Eastern. The total supply is 7,777. Mm. We'll see. I mean, the thing is right now, people are are looking for stuff to mint. People are looking for stuff to do. It's not like all the ETH has disappeared. It's not like it doesn't exist. People are just uh, being pretty selective with how they're deploying it. And, you know, any one of these could uh, could do something if it's hitting the right time and the right amount of hype. But uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the Land of Karuti is an anime community-focused project. Come explore the metaverse with us. Need better elevator pitches, that's for sure. JP said or uh, Sanchez saying FMC will be he will be in New York City for the weekend doing a nice. ballerina for a ballerina audition. Nice. Well, good luck with that. Very cool. We're gonna get to the New York City sometime soon. Yes, it is nice. Maybe once it gets a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Dope. So you got what the lemon squeeze coming up at 12 for you? Yes, 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard. Lemon squeeze. We're gonna squeeze some lemons. What are you guys focusing on today? You got a, a subject all lined up there? We don't. No, just vibing. Just lemon vibe. vibes. Morning squeeze. Morning. Hanging out in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Worldwide yes, web three. Yes, indubitably. Nice, 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 nice. All right, guys. Well, I think we could probably just wrap that up there. An hour and a half feels uh, feels more than enough in this uh, market. I know it's good to to hang out with you guys, talk about some NFTs, get back on the stage Monday morning. Um, for uh, you know anybody that tuned in late, this is obviously going to be recorded. If you want to go check it out, we talked about Loser Club. We talked a lot about Chain Scouts. We talked a lot about Raid Party going down. Some very exciting stuff there. Uh, Free Market broke down Etherorks very well. If you're thinking about that project or looking forward to the next leg of it, um, a really good rundown there for you all. At the beginning of the show, we talked about some news, talked about the macro backdrop, uh, talked about you know anything that can be NFTs will be nfts talked about some of the projects going to hollywood uh a little bit of huxley talk in there too very exciting um project that i'm loving the vibes of so yeah thank you everybody for joining us on this lovely monday morning we will do it again tomorrow at 9 30 a.m eastern time as always free market you want to get us out of here good luck at the tables dj peace